And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. Doc Manson at Doc Manson. Am I wrong? Or did we both get haircuts this week? You're wrong. DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. I haven't had a haircut in like four weeks. Really? Really? But your hair looks very nice. Thank you. You look relatively kempt. I, I, I often look unkempt. So would that be the opposite? I suppose it would be. Does kempt, is kempt a thing? I'm looking it up. <laughs> I love to make up words, it but no, it's a real word. It's an okay, adjective. Good. Maintain. It's one of those weird words that the, we only ever use the opposite. Right. We really yeah. only ever say unkempt. I'm going to try to incorporate kempt into my. Uh, yeah. But uh, I, I do. You know, my wife uh, chopped off a good portion of my hair yesterday evening. Grateful I am for her. But yeah, for a second, it looked like you, you know, your hair is, <clears throat> there's a nice, like, almost Clark Kentian swirl over there. Yeah, so. I mean, I, I will say, I think my hair is looking nice today, but I think I'm probably about a week out from needing to maybe schedule a haircut. So. What is your, uh, what is your, what is your uh, hair care ritual? Shampoo, conditioner, both? What are you? Yeah, uh, I condition more days than I shampoo. I don't shampoo every day, okay. but I condition pretty much every day. Um, it depends on how the hair feels, whether or not I'm going to use the poo. But uh, I would prefer to poo maybe two or three times a week tops. Is this a record? We're less than two minutes in, and I feel like we have a title for the episode. You're welcome. <laughs> the poo, but you need the apostrophe before the poo so that you uh-huh. know that it's yeah, an yeah. abbreviation. Um, <clears throat> I do shampoo every day. I use a different, I have like a two or three shampoo regimen. I tend to rotate out. Um, but I do shampoo every day. I know you're not supposed to, but I feel, I don't know that that really matters. Um, frankly, I think most shampoos also have enough crap in them that they're not really stripping like that type of shampoo. They tell you not to use every day mm-hmm. would. Uh, so I don't know. But yeah, you know, I I blow dry. I I, I put a little product in to try to keep it throughout the day. Most days, not every day, but yeah. I I do the shampoo. I condition, you know, every other day or whenever I think of it. I get out of the shower. I run a comb, a brush through my hair, and that's it. Blow dry obviously is also supposed to be bad for your hair. So I don't know. But when did I you use st- like a low heat and when did you start high blow drying? I don't know. I've done it off and on for a long time. I used to have long hair in high school and I used to do it then. Mm. So I've started again more recently, I'd say. Not that my hair is super long or anything, but no. it certainly is long compared to how it was a couple years ago. Um, so I used to keep it nice and nice and short. Toy, like now I've got here. a wave thing. I, it looks good though. I, I'm, well, digging, I'm digging the wave. Yeah, you look you look lovely yourself. Did I, you trim I, up the beard? I did. I yeah, did. I did. Also. Well, once they, you know, once my wife took a mess of this off, I was like, okay, you know, I have I have used a straight razor on my face once in 2023. 
I am okay. just taking the beard mustache trimmer and getting down to like the barest stubble, stubble and yeah. then I leave it. Um, and but it had grown a lot, and so she cuts my hair and she looks at me and she goes, "You're gonna have to shave. This is ridiculous." I was like, <laughs> "All right, <laughs> you got it." I like that that's the response. All right. <laughs> uh but yes, yes. So I looking a little, little, you know, more uh, more kempt. As yeah, you, you definitely look kempt. I'm digging it. You you look presentable. Like I could bring uh, you out in public. I I wouldn't. Yeah. I have to go. I have to go out in public tomorrow. There's a uh, a coworker coworker of mine is retiring. I am going to a uh, a retirement party. Uh, luckily, it is at uh, a former coworker's house. Um, oh. Within you know within a town or two of here, so I don't have to go that far. Um, I was wondering if I had to meet you somewhere for happy hour to peel you off from the main group, but I guess not. No, although I love you for offering. Um, <laughs> no, and it's it's you know they're they're it's it's close to my house. It starts at five in the evening. I'm like, all right, I can at least make a token appearance at this. But yeah, you know there are going to be uh, teachers whom I have not worked with in a very long time, and I don't, I don't want to come across as someone who doesn't like other people but there are people on the guest list i had a chance to look at the guest list there are people on the guest list i would have been happy never seeing again and so i've got a collection of those you know i i gotta i gotta gear up the small talk which i'm not necessarily (laughs) how's the weather man sure has been nice what have you been doing since you retired what what has kept you busy since you stopped being a bad teacher? What? Oh, mm, ah. yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna suggest you don't lead with that one. You yeah, might be able to slip not. it in once a few drinks have been had uh, on the other party's part. But yeah, yeah. But I'm ch- I'm just checking our email. We have a. Did someone get married? And I missed it. Maybe. Okay. We have an email. But in fairness, the, I think they got married a while ago. Ah, so maybe. But maybe they just updated. That's the, it. All of a sudden, I'm like, I recognize the first name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is new? We're almost at 80%, right? We're almost done. A week and yeah. a half for you, right? Yep, yep. I had my lecture this morning, so I've got an exam on Friday. And with the conclusion of that, I'll be 80% of the way done. I've got somebody who wants to meet with me on Friday. They have asked me for a meeting. Um, I'm not sure why. I mean, I am sure why. They're, they're, they want to know if, they, if there's any way they can pass the class, but, I mean, their grade is less than a 25%. So, uh... How, okay. How is that possible? Are well... They, are they getting just everything wrong? Every well, once in a while, but... you meet a student who performs below the average score that they would get purely from guessing on yeah. every answer on an exam. And it's odd because, you know, a lot of times students will come and they'll ask for, for, for like studying strategies or test taking strategies. And every once in a while, when I see one like this, I haven't made this suggestion yet, but I've often thought, I've often thought telling them, well, listen, Based off of your track record on the exams, I presume that you are able to look at a question, which mind you, multiple choice. I presume you're able to eliminate 
some questions and maybe you're able to get these down to just like a couple of options. Yeah. I'm going to make the suggestion that whichever one of the options you think is correct, do not choose it (laughs) because chances are your performance would go up. And I just think that's really odd um, that I could ever be in a position where that might be viable advice to give to someone, but that's where we are. So, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever had a student like that? It's different. I know the answer's no. I know. It's it's different in my situation, you know, I have had students who are performing way way below what we call grade level expectation. Um but you know, those students usually are identified as having special education needs and so they like, you know, their, their, their needs are being addressed. I've had kids who are, you know, not anywhere near performing on grade level. They're just in my classroom because age-wise it's appropriate. Yeah. And they're there for kind of the social aspect. And then all of the academics are done outside of the general classroom. Um, but I've, I've, I've definitely had kids who are, you know, taking something and being like, oh, Eight minus one. What are they giving me this easy question for? It's clearly nine. Yeah. And and you're like, I can't say anything in this instance. So I have to just kind of go, okay. Yeah. But it's a different situation when you are ostensibly an adult. And I don't know any of those. <laughs> it's, you know, I would think that if I was taking a course and actually trying and doing very, very badly, I would not take the course Mm. because even at this point they're 80, you know, by the time they meet with you, they will be 80% done with the material. And if they have Mm. a grade that is less than a 25, how could they possibly pass the class? Mm. Mm -hmm. Is your, Mm -hmm. is your final that, uh, that you know that weighted no it's all equally weighted so so at that point do you just say look this isn't going to happen why don't you take a week off and enjoy enjoy it and the thing they'll say is well i really need this class to graduate and i will say oh well that's unfortunate what would your department heads say in this situation what is the is is there a protocol that you need to follow in these situations? Is there not one that has been shared with me? So you're just supposed to let it kind of go. What do you mean by let it go? <laughs> not acquiesce the request. Is that what you mean? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, yeah, <clears throat> no, I mean, yeah, it, again, in it's a very, I imagine di- there are some schools um, with, questionable standards for whom that might be a question mark. But as far as I know, the institution I am at until I get told otherwise is a scholarly institution that has an interest in maintaining an accreditation. Which is interesting because it is also a, it is a for-profit institution. Is it not? Technically. I don't know if it is. So, you know, all right. So student X um, is not going to be able to graduate, which means they would need to continue 
they would they would need to take this course again, which means they would need to give the university more money. So is yeah. it not to their advantage to have this person fail and thus have to retake the class? I guess so, except we're not failing people just for the fun of it. We're failing because they haven't performed to the standards that your the class is being held to. Yeah, I'm just. The whole thing is confusing to me. Coming from the, the area in which I am coming from, a child who or a person who is failing at that level, there would be a plan put in place and there would be, you know, interventions done to try to help them. And it's, that's not how it works at higher education. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes it is. Um, students with disabilities. Um, yes. They have different <coughs> sorts of resources that are made available to them. But even then, in those cases... I don't think that the resources made available to them are doing them any favors because they never seem to actually be given an intervention that results in them gaining <coughs> skills or strategies that would help with this situation in the future. Yeah. I wish so, there was an educational component to these offices that provide assistance or accessibility or whatever um but that's not the game so so okay so this this person comes in and meets with you and basically says you know i need to be able to pass this class Uh uh-huh and you say not gonna happen Uh uh-huh and they burst into tears and say no i really really need to pass this class I hand them a tissue and I say, here you go. Um, mathematically, that's not going to happen. Has that happened before? Yes. Have they gotten angry and start raised their voice before? No, not in that instance. No. Okay. I'm just trying to think of all the possibilities. Have they, I'm assuming then they haven't threatened you. I'm going to go to your department head and da, 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 da. If they're going to do that, they can feel free to do so. All right. I don't envy your job. I used to think I might want to um, work at a higher institution. I, I don't know that I would. It's a lot of the same. Well, much like how your job has a lot of bullshit related to things. Sure. I don't necessarily. It's different bullshit. Uh, but I, I don't know that it's any less, let's say. No, it's just a different level of, yeah. Well, I hope this last week goes well. I hope that you are, you know, when next we speak, which will be next, whether you'll have only just a couple of days left, will be very exciting for you. It's going to be a good time. going to be a good, good what time. Are, what are you, uh, what are you going to do with those first days? I know you're going on vacation, but I'm, are you leaving right away? Or are there going to be a few days of um, more or less? I mean, I'll be home for the weekend, I think. But even then, one of those days will probably be spent sending the dog off to daycare. And sure. Then we'll be off. So, yeah, pretty quick turnaround afterwards. Have you have you decided on a name for dog number two? If that is still 
uh, has not has not yet been decided. Something tells me we might just be waiting to learn what the dog's name has been assigned, and maybe we'll just keep that. You don't want to just force the dog to suddenly learn a new name. I don't necessarily. What if the I don't name know. is like? I just feel like naming something is such a weird thing, especially like choosing a name before. Just like choosing a name. Like, I feel like you should meet the thing and, like, decide, oh, yes, this is a jovial thing or this is a curmudgeonly thing. But that's not really how naming works, right? People are always wanting to name the thing before they even meet it and Mm -hmm. then before they have any idea what it's actually like. And I don't get me wrong. You kind of have to in certain cases where there's paperwork and things to be filled out, I guess. Um, It just makes the whole naming thing very odd to me. You might as well just pick anything, right? I, but what if the know. name what if the name is stupid? I I think naming something stupid is a very poor choice. No, I what if the name like is there a name that if you heard it you would go, oh no. Uh lay one on me. Quentin. Definitely not. No, you're okay with it or no, that's not gonna work. That's not gonna work for me. Rufus. Okay. Actually, Quentin's not terrible because Quint wouldn't be bad. Um, yeah, Quint, I can make Quentin work. Uh, Freddie. Yeah, sure. Mm. Male, female? Do we know? Male? Male. Rocket. No, thanks. All right. So it sounds like GQ named- would never make stop making jokes about the red rocket if his name's if the dog's name was Rocket. I mean, he he makes jokes about the rocket, anyways. Yeah, but it would never stop. It would just be a nonstop thing. Uh, speaking of, I loved the fact that I woke up Saturday morning and there was a missed Facetime video from one uh, Doc Manson. Although I heard the the Joe Bob didn't happen. Right. Joe Bob did not happen. Apparently, they're taking a mid-season break, which has never happened before and was not well communicated. Um, so I didn't find out until that night after GQ had already joined us. It was before the start time of the program, but we were out at dinner and I was just looking up the hints for that week's episode and discovered, oh, it is, in fact, not happening. So instead, we just had a movie night. Um, what did you watch? Uh, we watched Scream 6. The newest Scream, the Scream Goes to New York movie. I thought it was fucking terrible. Not um, even we in also a watched. Way. What's that? Not even in a redeeming way. No, I, I really think that those movies just need to stop. I don't. I, I just. Yeah, I think they need to stop. But whatever. Um, it was the most successful movie since the first one at the box office. So that means they're definitely not going to stop. Yeah, but, that's the problem. Yeah. Um, and we watched Kids versus Aliens, which was not great, but I enjoyed it. Have you ever had a movie night or any a movie experience in general in which you watched like two movies and they're both bad and you just wind up feeling frustrated or discouraged at the end of it? No, um, I think I don't know if it was the last time, but hmm. There was one night that GQ came over and we watched like two or three movies and none of them were particularly good. But that's okay. That's kind of satisfying in its own way. I rather like watching bad movies. So 
So did you enjoy watching Scream 6? Mostly I was frustrated by Scream 6. Okay. I was, it like, by the halfway point in the movie, you realized that they had only introduced, like, two new characters. And so the killer was either going to be a returning character, unlikely at this point, or one of, or really realistically, because it's a screen movie, more than one of the new characters. And when there's only two or three new characters, it kind of makes the whole whodunit thing rather pointless. Spoilers, no spoilers. It wound up being exactly who one would expect it to be pretty much and just like i don't understand the point of these movies if you're not even gonna like try to throw people off like i that's like half the fun of the scream movies or at least how the franchise has developed is the whodunit aspect of it and i'm sorry but the last two of them were so badly done in that way and this one was way worse than the one before it in that regard i don't know i just uh, yeah. So in your perfect world, like, would they be introducing half a dozen new characters just to... Yeah, absolutely. In fact, the fact that they even talk about Woodsboro at all anymore at this point in the series, I think is stupid. I think you should just have a whole new cast of characters somewhere else. And they kind of actually did that in the Scream TV series. I watched the first season of that, and it was fine. I didn't need to see any more of it, so I didn't watch the second season. Um... But yeah, I don't know, man, like having characters now who are like, oh, uh, Randy was our uncle and we're also way into movies and we have to talk about the rules of reboots. And now I'm talking about the rules of a franchise because now it's the sixth movie. It's just like a little pandering, a little stupid. It's not as clever as it used to be. Like, the whole meta thing is worn out. And furthermore, like, it was clever, like, back in the day, because like one of the, I think one of the really clever things that Scream 2 did was introduce the Stab franchise, which was a movie within the movie. Oh. Stab was a movie that was based on the events of the first Scream and existed in that universe, right? And then there have been more Stab movies, right? But, like, this last movie made no mention of any Stab movies. And it's like, why are these characters continuing to talk about their real life situation as though it were corresponding to the rules of a movie when horror movies, even within this movie, don't even really enter into it anymore? It's like the characters are talking about it because it's a scream movie and that's what we're supposed to do. But it doesn't even there's no internal logic that posits they even should be talking about this anymore and it just comes off as forced to me poorly written um and you know it's the sixth movie in a fucking franchise so of course all of those things are true but i i don't know man the fact that again that apparently was popular people out there raving about it best of the box office it just makes me feel like i'm completely out of touch with mainstream horror but then again i knew i i i I knew that i knew i was out of touch with mainstream horror and that it offered almost nothing for me for the last 15 years, so whatever, I get it. I don't know if you're out of touch with mainstream horror. I think the issue is, and my wife and I have been struggling with this, there is shit 
They don't make good movies. movies anymore. So the idea that there was something, anything, to potentially go see uh, probably got a bunch of people out. You know, if I look and see what is playing at our local movieplex, yeah. um, I am sure it is not going to be... We would, we would love to go see a movie. So right now, Little Mermaid. Okay. You have your Disney uh, live-action adaptation. People are saying it's good. Good. I hope it's good. Uh, Fast X. No, thanks. Guardians Volume 3. So you have your Marvel. You have your... I racing. do actually want to see Guardians 3. I, I have not seen any Marvel thing since Endgame. But that is the one that I do actually have an interest in seeing. You have uh, The Machine, which is a movie with comedian Burt Kreischer. Um, you have a movie called About My Father, which I think is Robert De Niro and somebody else. You've got the Mario movie. Yeah. You've got a Gerard Butler action movie. Like, there's just not a lot out. Evil Dead Rise is still out. I feel like that's been out for a while. Yeah, it's been out for over a so, month now. There's just not a ton of movies. Um, Gonna go see Rise of the Beasts, Transformers, more no. than meets the eye. No, but it's one of those. Autobots, roll out! You know, it's fun on a Tuesday in the summer when we don't have a lot going on to go to a movie. Like, am I, are we going to go see Transformers? Probably not. But I could see a world in which we're desperate to go see something. And I think, you know, that's it. Like, The Scream, it's a franchise. Right now, that's all people want is a franchise with name value um, to try to get people in. And... You know, so I can see where it's popular. It's just also probably not very good. It sounds very like I wouldn't be surprised if Chat GPT wrote that movie. Yeah, fair enough. So, so uh, GQ came over Friday, but there was no Joe Bob Briggs. I am going to go out on a limb and assume GQ did not come back over on Sunday for AEW double or nothing. He did not. Did you watch AEW Double or Nothing? No, I, I outside of watching it with people, wrestling holds no interest to me anymore. That, yeah, that is what I assumed. Um, interestingly enough, the only thing I will say about it is, uh, generally speaking, with the exception of the final two matches, the uh, the Anarchy in the Arena match with the Elite and the Bullet Club, and the Four Pillars Bullet match, Club. Blackpool Combat Club, sorry. Uh, and the pillars. I was about to say, did something? Did I miss something? Is did something happen in AE Dubs? Um, it was not considered a very good show. Like, oh no! It it is interesting to watch Twitter, and maybe it's the whatever Twitter is. Twitter sucks. But Twitter I'm just saying, doesn't like the, any wrestling. My Twitter used to be very pro AEW, and that is starting to change a little bit. And I actually think that is a good thing. Um, what are you talking about? Well, okay, you can talk about your algorithm. That may be true. I'm not actually not doubting the thing you're saying. 
But I feel like AEW negativity has been here and a thing for at least the last two years. Maybe so, longer. Like so serious since, negativity. So punk. And I would say even before or that, I remember seeing real serious negative stuff, even as far back as that fireworks, this explosion match. Like that was a one-off, but that was around the time that like Matt Hardy was back and people were like, he's really not good. And, you know, Cody Rhodes, a lot of people had a lot of real negative things to say about Cody Rhodes, even when he was still in AEW. Yeah. Like I, maybe that's maybe it is it just. And I don't doubt that maybe there were some holdouts on your timeline, but I feel like the AEW negativity. That's the thing. Like online, I feel like unless you're WWE, like people have always talked shit about every other wrestling alternative in existence. They always shit on the underdog. Always, always, always. Wow, it's Twitter. People are shitting on everybody. They're shitting on WWE too. That was my point. They they were. They are. Uh, they were particularly pleased with how Night of Champions ended. We don't need to talk about it because it's WWE. Um, but yeah, the the Adam Cole Chris Jericho match not good from all reports. Night of uh, Champions is uh, the Blood Money show. Yeah, yeah, okay. That really should uh, be the name of all those pay per views. Every single one that comes live from Saudi Arabia should be just be called WWE Blood Money. I feel like that would work as a pay per view title. It would. They would. They would wind up having some sort of money in the bank, but it's first blood, so you got to make everybody bleed before you win. Everybody, it's a big old hepatitis uh, fest. Let's go. I will. I will say that uh, they got the title off Jade Cargill. That's over. Thank God. Uh, she beat Taya Valkyrie, but then lost Thank a God random match to Chris Statlander. Oh, I like Chris Statlander. Yeah, the alien lady. Uh, She's yeah. good. Uh, Tony Storm won. Orange Cassidy retained his title. So <laughs> Tony Storm won. <laughs> First, I thought you said, um, "What's his uh, uh, the other Tony?" Siobhan, Tony Schiavone. Tony Schiavone. No, the other Tony. Third Tony. D'Angelo. Which Tony are you talking about? Tony. Tony. I'm lost. There's Tony D'Angelo from NXT. There's Tony Schiavone, the announcer. Tony Khan. At first, I would thought you would, were, you would say that Tony Khan. I couldn't remember his last name. I, I, I had to look it up. Uh, to, first, I thought you were saying Tony I couldn't Khan remember won his a name title. Tony. And I was like, what? You oh, Come on. <laughs> we're not that far down. We're not that far along in the comparisons between AEW and WCW. But I mean. Yeah. I guess on. it wouldn't blow my mind. Uh, uh, yeah. But yeah, you know, uh, so people are generally considering this to be probably the least successful AEW pay-per-view. Um, and I am interested to see what they do from here. You know, are they going to double down on the new collision show and CM Punk and all of that? Are, are they going to respond or are they just going to say, you know what, maybe this was just it was a bad weekend. You were going up against an NXT show that people seem to really like. You had Night of Champions the night before in Saudi Arabia. Um, the I don't think the NBA Finals were that, or the, but maybe they'll just assume that you know, just a just a fluke. But perhaps we shall see. Otherwise, I don't think there's a whole lot of um, 
wrestling to talk about unless something comes to your mind. Uh, have so, they done anything with that punk person? Is he does it sound uh, the, like they're building collision around him, or have we heard nothing sometime, about Sometime, I believe it's next. I want to say it's June 8th. It's a Saturday. So June 8th. That's even the Saturday or June 10th. But sometime they're having AEW collision. It starts in the next few weeks. It's the Saturday show, uh, June 17th. June 17th. So the day after uh, I'm done with work. And, uh, you know, they haven't said anything official, but the, the rumors are that it's going to be the CM Punk show. Um, and there's going to be some sort of potential brand split where some people will be on Dynamite and some people will be on um, Collision, I think. I don't know how they're going to split it because they have three. Oh, the show will be positioned as their second main program behind Dynamite with Rampage becoming the developmental show, replacing Dark and Elevation. All right. So Rampage is going to be the B show. So I assume they'll have a collision roster and a dynamite roster. Good luck trying to get wrestling to work on a Saturday with the exception of like Saturday night's main event, which was an occasional thing. Yeah. Um, wrestling on Saturday evenings uh, always seems to struggle. Um, you, you got two choices there my friend we can do uh some more video game tier list which i forgot about until about two seconds ago <laughs> or i can give you a hypothetical where you where do you feel like going hypothetical me let's hypothetical you up uh, <clears throat> i will once again give you a choice of uh topics here wait did we do this one already oh okay um we have Earth versus the Moon. We have done a Moon one recently, uh, or synesthesia. Yeah, let's go with that. You are forced to give up one of your five senses. They then proceed to list the senses. I will not do so. I assume you know them. However, you may choose to compensate for the loss by means of synesthesia. For example, if you decide to give up your sense of sight, you can choose to smell colors instead. Or if you give up hearing, you might opt to taste music. If you give up taste, you could replace this sensation by feeling flavors. Basically, whatever sense you reject would be reflected through an alternative medium. Which of your senses would you surrender and how would you replace it? I would. I would get rid of taste. Interesting. Because it's the least dangerous one to lose, I think. Um, not being able to see is. Extremely yeah. problematic. Not being able to hear, well, you don't want to get hit by a bus or whatever. And, you know, music and listening mm -hmm. to things. Touch, you wouldn't know if you broke an arm or a leg and was bleeding out somewhere. That would be bad. Smells, you wouldn't be able to smell gas and wouldn't be able to smell the delicious aromas of somebody cooking from far away. 
And so I would lose taste. And yes, you would say, okay, well, then your sense of taste sucks and eating everything is going to be all the same. On the one hand, that might be good because, frankly, we could all, at least on this side of the camera, I could afford to lose some weight. So maybe being less interested in food for the rest of my life would be okay. Um, But I also think that if I were to enhance my sense of smell um, such that I had a much more potent sense of smell, I think that would largely make up for the lack of taste when something was in my mouth. Um, smell and taste are so closely entwined anyways. I feel like I feel like having an even more potent sense of smell would largely replace it, and essentially I'm obstructing and circumventing the question. You're welcome. No, I don't think so. I think that's actually a perfectly good way to answer the question. My initial instinct would be to give up smell. I did not factor in the safety elements of it, it was strictly a... Notice how every time I answer something, I'm like, what's going to lead to me not dying? That's how I answer everything. Everything. Well, that is a fairly smart way to live your life there, eh. my friend. Um, but, you know, there are, for me, it was like there are smells that are uh, offensive as well as delightful. And I would then probably augment taste to add some sort of scent component i don't exactly know how that would work but i agree with what you're saying as someone who on this side of the microphone would also like to continue losing weight and by continue i mean start again because i kind of took the last you know two months off of that endeavor yeah Um, i've fallen off the wagon as well over here so i i it would be nice to not have to worry about taste you know if i can eat a salad or a insert food that I don't normally love but is good for you here um, and not have to worry about the delicious taste of hot fudge or something, uh, that would be pretty good. Um, It's either one of those two, though, because the other three I would find essential. That's always the, you know, would you rather be blind or deaf? I'm like, that's a question I'm going to try to obstruct because (laughs) no thank you both on either of those. If um, I had to choose, I guess I would keep my sight, but I don't think, yeah, I think losing so. either is ideal. No. No. Uh, because we have time, I'm doing <laughs> Earth versus the Moon anyways. It's a quick one. You have won a prize. The prize has two options, and you can choose either, but not both. The first option is a year in Europe with a monthly stipend of $2,000. The second option, which is mind ten- you in euros is significantly less, right? Yes, I don't know the conversion. Well, I think the conversion has gotten better in the dollar's favor more recently, but I don't know. The dollars to euros conversion. If you have so one United States dollar equals 0.94 euros. So, so not too far off. No. And that was how well, often was that stipend? Monthly. That's not a lot of money. So you're getting eighteen hundred dollars, eighteen hundred euros a month. That's not much money. So, a year in Europe with a monthly stipend of about eighteen hundred euros, or your second option is ten minutes on the moon. Which option do you pick? Again, for me, this is an obvious answer, but I mean, if my safety is guaranteed, I pick the moon. I wouldn't, I, it, I would, nope, I don't care. No? I'm good. I'd go to the moon. I'd say that's really cool. And the way I figure it is, when I come back from the moon, people are going to want to talk to me. 
I'll be on talk shows. I can write a book. But literally, literally, the name of my book will be My 10 Minutes on the Moon, and people will fucking read it. But if you go to Europe for a year, you, people are like, I don't want to read a book from you. My year in Europe. Who fucking cares? Everybody goes to Europe. There are people who just live here. But you go to you the moon, spend- and suddenly you're somebody. People will listen to this podcast, DC, if one of us goes to the fucking moon, okay? Uh, all right. Then you go to the moon. I will go to Europe, and then we will... We will just, I will podcast from Europe and we'll chat about your time on the moon. Fair enough. Uh, outer space has never, I was never a kid who wanted to be an astronaut. Nah, I don't really either, but I think of the two, at least it is cooler. You'd be able to live the rest of your life being like, I was on the moon. I enjoy the notion of, I think it was Michael Collins, who was one of the first, he was the guy, the three people who went to the moon first, um, in the U.S., he was the one that didn't get off the ship. He just circled around while Buzz Aldrin and Neil yeah. Armstrong were on the moon. All I'm saying um, is, of the two, when something you're at a party and people ask you for your coolest fact, if you say, I spent 10 minutes on the moon versus I spent 10 minutes in Paris, 10 minutes on the moon is way cooler. I agree. What are you going to do with your 10 minutes? Oh, I mean, nothing because you can't breathe the atmosphere there. So you're going to be in a damp suit which means you're going to kind of just look around, not wander too far away from the ship, try not to die, and then get back on the ship. Maybe you'll jump. Maybe you'll swing a golf club, but like in a really pathetic, like chip-like motion so you don't like hurt the suit. Maybe you get to ride the golf cart thing. But at that point, your 10 minutes are up, so. I think I'd pee. I think I'd want to be like, I have urinated on the moon. Not like on the moon. On well, the yeah, because you would just pee into the suit. I'm like, the suits have pee collectors. I mean, I'm just saying I would be stand like I could say I have stood on the moon and urinated. That's that's an even more. That could be a whole chapter of your book. It's true. My 10 minutes on the moon. I mean, I guess you're right. We actually have I actually have to come up with some shit for the moon. So that way, when I come back, my my book is interesting. I guess you film a TikTok while you're on the moon. That probably yeah. would make you really you popular. Do some sort of, you do some sort of dance. Yeah, like you're at the Super Bowl, but not. You know, do you write a message in the, in the moon dirt? I think that would rock? be frowned upon, but yes, absolutely. How about you just go over to every single flag that's on the moon and just knock them all over? Toss them into space. All of them. <laughs> you're not, not even playing favorites oh, but, no, but see, Okay. So here you go, especially if you knew about this ahead of time, you call McDonald's, you call Coca-Cola. I'm going to be on the moon for 10 minutes. Do you want me to write your company Oh, man, you've got to get a Wendy's flag and put that shit on the moon. (laughs) I feel like Wendy's Twitter would be way into the idea. How much money will you pay me to advertise your company on the moon? I'm putting a Wendy's patch on my arm, one on my ass, one on the top of my helmet. I'm taking sponsorships. Like, oh, I yeah. was going to say, you know, I'm going to eat this Baconator in the capsule before getting out and doing it. I'm going to get out on the moon and have a Baconator in my hand. I'm just going to smush it against my helmet for five <laughs> fucking of the 10 minutes. Like, So if you took a Baconator and you aimed towards Earth, and you tried to toss it, uh-huh. like, do you think it would eventually reach, you know, like, could it kill someone when it landed? Would I don't become, like, think you could. Container? I realize that break, the, the, break the moon moon's gravity has limited gravity, but I don't think you could break 
the gravitational pull of the moon with that with that baconator. If you're throwing it by hand, anyways. Got a bacon like a potato gun. <laughs> All right. Well, there we go. Uh, send Doc to the moon. I think is what we're we're getting at here. Send Doc to the moon. Uh, are you ready for the emails? Am I missing anything that we should be discussing here? No. That brings us to our email segment uh, where our thoughts are with uh, Nate. We did not get an email from Nate. Apparently, he has a family member in the hospital. So uh, we are thinking of him and we'll look forward to hearing from him. I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, at a later date next week, perhaps. Um, our first email comes from Mrs. Manson. It is called Tip of the Slung. Hello, gentlemen. This past weekend brought a GQ into our lives and a few margaritas. And when he ordered teriyaki screwers, we all had a case of the giggles. Did you get kicked out? No, we didn't get kicked out. He was trying to order skewers. But uh, yeah, screwers is what came out. And it was Freudian slip. Indeed. Uh, Kudos to our patient waiter for mostly holding it together. Have you ever made an embarrassing Freudian slip in your classrooms or elsewhere? I'm sure I have elsewhere, but I'm trying to think if I've actually made any in the classroom. I don't. I don't think so. No, I don't think so either. I think I am. I'm fairly. I have misspoken plenty of times. Yeah, I have not said anything uh, inappropriate. And if I have. Luckily, like there have been times I have said something that clearly another adult in the room saw the double entendre in, uh, but it sails right over these young people's heads, thankfully. I have occasionally said something like that after I said it, I said, ah, I probably should have phrased that differently. Like referring to some, and this is like, I don't think there's anything wrong with it per se, but like talking about mankind like, I don't feel like is a thing. Like, there's better ways to phrase that now. Sure. Like, I have said that and been like, ah, poor womankind, really person kind. You know what I mean? Covered yeah. my whatever. And not that that's really a Freudian slip, per se. Um, but yeah, things like that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, not necessarily. The next day, we visited Rachel and her family. We met baby Mox and managed to stay safe from the paradigm shift in dirty deeds, unless you count a full diaper. Hashtag Oster, yes, was very into sniffing baby and bunny on my clothes when we returned home. Also, join me in sharing happy birthday wishes to Rachel on her birthday today. Sending love to the besties near and far, Mrs. M. Happy birthday, Rachel. Happy birthday. Um, yes, happy birthday. Again, hope things are going well to, uh, to baby Mox. I do think that dirty deeds is the very definition of a full diaper. So, Yeah, definitely. Our next email comes from Che. Howdy, uncle. Mm, evening, gents. May 31st marks National Autonomous Vehicle Day. How do you feel about potentially getting in a car that you're not in control of? It's also World Parrot Day. So if you could repeat only one phrase for 24 years, 24 
let's assume hours or could years. Be, could be years or hours. I mean, either. I don't. What would it be and why? All the best from a bestie across the pond. Shy sent from Outlook for my Android. Um, my car actually has a mode that is largely autonomous. You have the the cruise control where it keeps you in between the lanes. Yeah, and. It keeps you in between the lanes, and also it 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 steers like you yeah. can literally take your hands off the wheel uh, for certain parts of highway driving. It's literally hands free driving. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fine. I've gotten used to it. It's handy. The issue I have, and, and it's just it's more of a weird thing. I have that mode in my fancy new car, which I'm quite excited about, but I have to keep my hands on the wheel. And if I take my hands off the wheel, it beeps and says, put your hands back on the wheel. But if I don't have the lane assist, I can take my hands off the wheel. So if I just put it on cruise control without the guidance system, I could take my hands off the wheel and it's going to keep going at whatever mileage I set it. And it has not yet told me to put my hands back on the wheel. I haven't really tested it. But as soon as it's, but know, like, is it going you between... to take a turn for you? No. Okay. Without the without the the guidance system, does your cruise control break for you too? Yeah. Yeah. My wife's car doesn't have that. My wife's car, if I set it at cruise control at sixty, it will continue to go sixty regardless of what's in front of it. Yeah, at least I'm pretty sure that's a bad idea. Yeah. Um. I am not opposed to self-driving cars. I think they're totally fine. I would enjoy not having to uh, be as active a participant. I'm already enjoying being less active of a participant as a driver. Um, I'm sure there will be bugs whenever fully self-automated cars happens, no matter how many decades that takes. But And most of it. those bugs will be related to the fact that there will be idiot humans on the road um, causing problems. That's true. If you took the humans out of the equation and just let the... Uh, yeah, it would be way better. Yeah. I hate people. Uh, World Parrot Day. If I could repeat only one phrase for 24 hours. No. <laughs> that's the phrase? Yeah, that's the phrase. You don't want right. to agree to things that you, that you don't want to agree to. So I feel like no is the safe answer. Good morning, Doc. How did you sleep? No. Oh, you didn't sleep at all. That's a shame. No. Would you like some breakfast? Nah. <laughs> there we go. Even even less committal. Nah. Nah. I, I, I would say, nah. uh, you know, nah. I'll, I'll be cheesy and say, you know, I love you. That would be that would be the phrase I would utter. And then I would just not leave the house. So a normal um, day. I, gotcha. Yeah. I, I was going to say it. I also really prefer a day where I wouldn't have to speak at all. Uh, the next email comes from Rachel. Uh, I won't say the last name in case that is not uh, common knowledge. Uh, America says. Good evening, fellas. Still all smiles after a great visit from the Manson family this past Saturday. Thank you both again for coming over and enjoying Baby Mox and Nod. While we were all sitting around, I had the game show network on and one of my favorites was on. America says. We all ended up getting very into it, and so now I want to ask you all about game shows. One, do you have a game show preference? Do you like word games? Like Chain Reaction is a great example. Look it up if you've never seen it. Surveys, Family Feud slash America Says, or the fun money-winning ones, Deal or No Deal, Price is Right, etc. 
Two, if you were on a game show that required a team, who would be on your team? What knowledge set would they bring to your team? And what would your team name be? Thanks for the entertainment, Rochelle. Um, I know that Doc Manson is not particularly a fan of board games. I would assume that would also transfer to game shows. I have little interest in game shows, but I will say I watched the heck out of several episodes of America Says while at Rachel's this week as it was on the television. I've always enjoyed survey shows. I liked Family Feud. I think America Says might be a better version of really? Family Feud in some ways. So at least certainly better than the modern uh, Family Feud. But it's very similar. Very similar. Uh, yeah. I, I have seen some of the Steve Harvey um, Family Feud. They have, you know, viral clips on YouTube that are good. Oh, I know this guy. I don't know his name, but I know this guy that hosts America. Yeah. So he's, he's been in movies. He sure so. has. Um, interesting. I might have to look into that. Yeah. You uh, have any preference? I, um, I enjoy the game shows you can find on dropout. Um, you look like you'd be a jeopardy person. I prefer wheel of fortune to jeopardy. I am much more of a word game type. I don't mind jeopardy. Um, my wife and I tend not to watch either of those shows because, I will one say, starts, the one time we played horror movie Jeopardy on this show, you beat the pants off of GQ quite handily. So, you know, you're, you're, you're a natural when it comes to that horror movie Jeopardy trivia. Thank you, thank you. Game Changer is the game I'm referring to. That is my favorite game show. Game Changer? I, I, I don't know if I know that one. That's the one that's on Dropout, where every episode it's a new... It's not essentially a new game. So, I mean, if we want to know. talk about my favorite game show that's not really a game show, it's probably Who's Line, right? Where the points don't matter and all that. Sure. So. Yep. Um, what's the no whammy game? They brought it back recently with Elizabeth Banks. Uh, big money, big money, big money. No whammy, no whammy, no whammy. Yeah, no Stop. whammies. What, what the name of the thing? I don't know the name of the show, but I can't press I your luck. It. Press your luck. Yeah, it's it. I, I like the old one. I watched some of the new one. Eh, yeah. But, uh, um, you know, I, I do not seek outward or game shows, but I don't mind them. Hollywood game night was good. I saw a couple episodes of that hosted by Jane Lynch, which is just, you know, a mix of celebrities and civilians on each team doing silly stuff that it can be. Who would be on your game show team? It depends on the game show. I would need more details. It, if, if I am, if it's like a quiz bowl thing, um, then Doc Manson is my first choice um, <laughs> to be on my team. Bad choice. You know, I could go with an all bestie team of, you know, Doc, Glenn. I'm going to get that guy who was really good at Jeopardy. And Jennings. Yeah. And we're going to play the, team the Jeopardy because I assume the that current host of Jeopardy. Yeah. Um, yeah, it depends on the game. If it's Family Feud, then I'm gonna I'm gonna find the guy who has been on Family Feud and won it the most number of times. I'm gonna get Ken Jennings. I'm gonna get the person who's the best whammy person in the fucking world, and we have a team of ringers, and we're gonna just gonna do the whole circuit. Yeah. If we're doing if we're doing an America Says sort of thing, I think I'm doing myself, my wife, Doc Manson, Mrs. Manson, GQ. Okay, I think that's the. That's the team. I think that's a pretty good, well-rounded team in general. We've got some science knowledge. We've got some pop culture knowledge. We've got 
Um, Serious GQ knowledge there. of toys. We, we, we've got GQ there to look good for the cameras. Oh, he can mug for the camera. <laughs> That's it. Uh, thank you, Rachel. Again, congratulations to you. Lovely picture in your little uh, email thing there of you and baby Mox. Our last email comes from Glenn. The bestest of the best. He's got it in right under the wire. Sent in as we recorded called snack time. Hi guys, this tournament as it only has 12 goes to a top three. I'm sure back in the midst of time we've done snacks before, but here we go again. Any that have different flavors, you can choose your favorite. Cheez-Its versus goldfish. Goldfish. Correct. Cheetos versus Doritos. Cheetos. Mm, I would go with Doritos. The doodle kind. Pringles versus Fritos. Fritos. That's it. Sprinkles suck. Yeah. Fritos, for sure. Popcorn versus pretzels. They both kind of suck. Uh, I'll go with pretzels. Yeah. Uh, Twinkies versus Welch's fruit snacks. I don't feel like this is the same game anymore, but I'm going with Twinkies. <laughs> <laughs> he was trying to get an email in. I'm, just, I'm surprised he didn't just say hi. <laughs> uh, Lay's potato chips versus peanuts. I like peanuts. You're going with peanuts over Lay's potato chips? You can have them salted. You can have them unsalted. You can have them honey roasted. You could have them with some spicy mix on them. Peanuts are versatile, and I don't really like potato chips that much anymore. My God. Wavy Lay's potato chips all day. Uh, Goldfish versus Cheetos. Goldfish. Fritos versus pretzels. I like pretzels, actually. Twinkies versus peanuts. This isn't fair. Twinkies. All right. So now it's a brown. It's a it's a triple threat match. Uh-huh. Goldfish, pretzels, or Twinkies. Twinkies. That, this that is stupid. <laughs> we love you, Glenn. Kind of lost the thread there at the end. But in fairness, if Twinkies weren't a part of this, I think goldfish have a chance. Goldfish are real good. Plus, you can get pretzel goldfish. Yeah, there's pretzel goldfish. There's cheddar goldfish. I like even the original goldfish. They're basically just saltines or little oyster crackers. I like the True. pizza goldfish. There's a lot of good goldfish out there. So I'm surprised we haven't seen like a... Have they tried like a sour cream and onion goldfish or a salt and vinegar goldfish? There's a Parmesan one. And oh, along those lines, they had a limited edition goldfish that we got last week. Old Bay Seasoning. Ooh, so that was kind of that? that was kind of vinegary plus the you know kind of the, that seafood spice mixture um sure quite tasty i liked the vinegar along the lines of a uh, of a more peppery uh salt and vinegar style idea it was good I, I enjoyed that quite a bit well excellent uh thank you to our emails not sure why my chromebook's not charging but that's a problem for another day uh, thank you to our emailers, uh, Glenn and Mrs. Uh, Manson. Oh, it's not plugged in. That'll do it. And Rachel and Che. Uh, hopefully we hear for some more besties next week. Thanks. Uh, Doc Bird. Manson. It is that uh, Jeremy. Uh, it is time. Uh, give me that piece of positivity. What's getting you through? There we go. My piece of positivity this week is. Hmm. What is it? I'm going to go with a show that I've been watching. I'm done with it now. It's an anime um, called Working! Exclamation point, exclamation point. Um, 
It first aired, I th- want to say, like 2010, 2011, somewhere around there. There was like three seasons. Um, just finished up the third season. It was f- it was fun. Just a weird, eclectic cast of characters working in a family-style restaurant, which probably tugged on my strings a little bit, having worked in a family-style restaurant for many years as a teenager. Um, and, you know, lots of just fun, quirky, slice-of-life stuff. Everybody's got a really weird quirk or personality and just hilarious situations that they get themselves up to. I enjoyed that show quite a bit. I I also really enjoyed the animation. It wasn't like anything flashy or anything like that, but there were lots of little touches uh, to the animation that I felt it was really well done. Lots lots of like little movements and and, and like very slight um, keyframes, like extra bits of animation that I feel like most shows, a lot of anime shows seem like they're real cheaply animated and there's not a lot of movement. There was a lot of personality around the edges of the animation in the show that really I really enjoyed. I really felt like there was an attention to detail and it was really well done. And I will also say the, the opening theme songs for season one and season two, especially season one, but also season two, bangers. Oh, so good. Anim- anime shows, DC, they do themes like nobody's, they go hard with their theme songs. Um, and they usually, f- for they'll have a different opening theme and a different closing theme. And every season, or sometimes more often, but usually at least every season, there's brand new songs. And my God, I, I mean, I already said it, but they go hard. There's some serious fucking, I'm going to start putting together a playlist of just really good opening theme songs to different animes that I watch because holy shit, some of them are real good earworms. I don't even know what the hell they're saying, but I love it. Yeah! It just gets in there, man. It goes places. Is Sami Zayn coming out? That's what I got. I know, right? It's it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. So are these all... Japanese language with English subtitles? Are they? Yeah, that's how I watch them. I think some of them have English dubs, but I don't watch English dubs. The English voice acting. I'm sorry. I know there's a lot of voice actors out there and I'm sure they whatever do good work, but I hate them. I don't like I don't like any of the dubs I've ever heard. They just they never sound right to me. And don't get me wrong. I, I don't understand the language. So like, I guess I don't really know. But like. I prefer watching the the original language with the subtitles. It just feels more right to me. Do you have any desire to learn Japanese? Absolutely. You watch? Absolutely. I have, I have a strong desire. I also have a strong desire to visit Japan someday. So, you know. I think, you know, get on that Duolingo. I'm at 330 some odd days. Uh, I did Duolingo. I, I did... Uh, one lesson of Japanese one day and I never went back and it kept sending me notifications to reopen the app and I deleted it. They have other ones. Fluence is another language learning app. You I'm sure I could to. do it. I just don't actually have the interest in learning because like I okay. get busy learning stuff like for my job. But if, but if you could wake up tomorrow and magically be fluent in Japanese, yeah, I'd be, that's great. I would choose that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I would maybe I would go to you, live in Japan. Maybe that's what you do with your ten minutes. I would the open a cat and capybara cafe, and I would live the rest of my life very very happy, drinking hot drinks out of vending machines 
because that's a thing in Japan. Eating ramen noodles out of vending machines because that's a fucking thing yeah. in fucking Japan. Eating you know, the fact that you could go to many places that are open at like five thirty in the morning and get a bowl of noodle soup. I'm like, you are my people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I will also be bringing up a show as my piece of positivity. Uh, I don't know about you, but I often find that hit shows uh, botch or whiff or miss the mark on the ending. And I am not going to spoil a damn thing, but I will say that for my money, the ending of The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel the way they wrapped everything up, the into elements of the entire I final season. I should get on that. But, but specifically the final episode, delightful. I have gone back and watched um, certain parts multiple times. Uh, they did an excellent job wrapping that show up. I'm sad to see it go, but it ended on such a, I won't even say positive note because I'm not necessarily sure that that's true. It ended so well that I don't mind that it's gone as opposed to the ending of the first season of Citadel, which is an Amazon prime show. They spent $300 million on and sucked. Sorry, Nate. I, you know, I hope your family does well, but you like Richard Madden, the actor I've seen him in two things, the Eternals and this show. And he was God awful in both of them. Who? Richard Madden. He's an actor. He was the lead in the Eternals. He is the lead spy in the, in this show, um, it, oh, the guy from Cinderella was he? Was he in that? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Maybe Google says yeah. I think so. Yeah. If not for Stanley Tucci, that show would have been almost unwatchable. We made we managed to make it through the entire first season, but it was a slog at times. And the fact that they want to build a spy verse out of it, I'm like, good luck. Because, yikes. But yes, uh, if you have not checked out The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel's final season, uh, or if you're behind on the entire show, check it out. I watched like three episodes. I might have mentioned this on the show of the new season of Ted Lasso. Okay. I have no desire to watch the rest of the season. They lost That's me. It. It is, they lost me. It is, it is very difficult. Um, and not every season of The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel was great. Like There were certain elements yeah. of those middle yes. seasons that I was like, thank God Lenny Bruce is here, because otherwise I'd have no reason to keep watching. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I've heard that about Ted Lasso. I've never watched it. Uh, the first season, it's really good. amazing. The second season, okay. Some good episodes in it. The thing that really lost me, I think, this season is, for some reason, every episode now is like 54 minutes. Wow. And it feels like the episodes were written as 30-minute episodes. And at some point, somebody said, hey, could we add some scenes to get this to be a longer episode? And so it just seems like there's so much interaction that really should have been on someone's editing cutting room floor that just doesn't need to, like they it feels bloated and i just i don't, yeah i don't know like i don't get the endorphin rush that that show once gave so i i don't know 
I think I'll finish it at some point, but I am not excited at this point to do so. Well, you will have a lot of time. I am fascinated to know how Doc Manson spends his free time. I know you're going to write that uh, script. My prediction is I will watch so much anime that I will have like Japanese culture coming out of my butt. Oh, I will be intolerable. I will be, I will be, I will be quoting things in Japanese and I won't even know what it means. And you're going to be like, shut the hell up. As someone who has not watched. I can't name a single anime I've ever seen. Yeah, fair enough. I, I am. I am an anime neophyte. I welcome you to try to, you know, maybe that is something that we need to do. We've talked about you know, potential new areas to go on these airwaves. Maybe, you know, you introduce me to an anime and I will watch one, um, you know, and, and, and see what I think, but I'm all for it. I want, I want you to have some time where, you know, you know, the paychecks are coming and do you get paid throughout Do you get paid regularly or do you only get paid when school is? I believe I get paid year round. Oh, let me tell you the joy you will feel when you wake up that Friday in late June or whenever, whatever day you get paid and you get a paycheck and you've done nothing. <laughs> oh my God. And, and for me, because you know, they don't take union dues out or whatever. My summer paychecks, there's only four or five of them, but they are bigger than my regular paycheck. So I'm getting paid more. I don't think that'll to, be another case for me, but I am getting paid more uh, to take a long leisure. Why do shower they not take dues in which out I'm massaging? The uh, they, they take it and they split it between, you know, I think they take it and split it into 10 for the 10 months. Huh. Of the, I don't know, but for whatever reason, they don't take certain things out. I think it's because at one point it started, you got, they either gave you 21 checks or you got 21 checks and the final check was a balloon check. So it was like five paychecks all at once. And I think it's a relatively recent thing that you can now get paid year round. Oh, okay. So I don't know. But yeah, I, I took a shower at 2 p.m. and just finished massaging the poo in my hair. And now I got paid for doing nothing. It's a. Yeah, I mean, that does sound nice. It's so good. It makes you be like, just. You get that universal basic income. Give me that money just for being being alive. Come on now. Come on now. We deserve it. We deserve more praise and more money. Speaking of which, Doc Manson, anything else you'd like to say before we head out into that good night? Well, if you'd like to have your thoughts read on the air, you can send us an email, podcast at ddtwrestling.com, and send us some financial support, patreon.com forward slash Wrestling. It helps us keep the light on, and it does keep the podcast hosted. I, I will tell you, friends, it's been a while since this has happened, but once again, uh, Doc is taking up only like the bottom third of the frame. He is completely sunk down. There he goes. He's out of here, everybody. <laughs> he is Doc Manson at Doc Manson. My name is DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. Uh, have yourself a glorious week. It's the first days of June for you. Enjoy, my friends. And until we meet again, dear loves, won't you be our bestie? I have some apple cider vinegar, the poo. 
It's real good.